Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I'm your host, Austin Alvarez. We're back. Uh, we took a week break, very much needed. Uh, it was very nice to kind of disconnect and spend time with those that are important to me and kind of reset and recharge, but we're back. We're back. Uh, this will be coming out today, so those of you that are listening, uh, I love you, and I wasn't going to leave you without an episode this week, so I made sure to upload this as soon as possible but we also have george in studio george i know you went on vacation too how was your how how, how like have you, you been said, over the last week uh feel super recharged right uh today i did feel a little bit on lag mode yeah um, i know how fast i normally am and uh i can't wait to get back to that spot but boy i feel just rejuvenated and the content is going to be immaculate. I needed a week of new material. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went out and I got enough material to hold me off for a year. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I feel rejuvenated and everything. And then my laptop died. My work laptop. So now here I am with a replacement that is... Welcome back. Slightly less than adequate. But, you know, we keep on rolling. We keep rolling. Uh, we're going to make sure content gets out to you guys. But, yeah. So we've been uh, we've been doing some, uh, some googing, if you want to call it that and uh we've come up with some stories but george tell tell the people where you just were for the last week so i was in new york city uh manhattan if you are unfamiliar with the five boroughs uh i was in the middle one the main one manhattan is long is it like the summerlin of no <clears throat> it's it's the vegas it's the vegas oh it's the strip e yeah everybody everybody knows manhattan as like the mecca and then the bronx uh, is like where people work, like and, or where people live actually. Like, but it's everybody where the Yankees comes from are. the Bronx to go to, to to go to Manhattan, and then uh, Staten Island looked like a shithole. Uh, <laughs> I we we passed it, and you see it in the distance. It's kind of like way further away than I thought. I at first I was like, oh, you know, I might be able to hop over there a couple times. Didn't stop by there once, no chance uh brooklyn whatever um but the the most interesting thing obviously is the subways the subway yeah. systems in new york city are not only complicated to understand but they are where the craziest human beings from the entire scope of planet earth come from because it's a melting pot i heard more languages spoke on one street like walking down Times square i heard like maybe five different languages being spoken around me i mean it could have been 20 right right it could have just been a bunch I, different dialects but i was just like I, I don't know like so okay before we get to this first story uh based on what you saw in new york are aliens are real right aliens are without a doubt real and they have they they avoid new york i'll tell you why because it's a shithole okay <laughs> aliens don't want to go to a place that is worn down that is still living off of building skyscrapers in the early 90s uh, or, or the early 1900s. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, did you ever hear the Louis C.K. joke where like he throws some trash on the ground in New York City and he's like, don't litter. He's like, what do you mean? This is a giant piece of litter. Dude, it's without a <laughs> doubt one of the most disgusting places <laughs> I've ever seen. I will, uh, City of New York, for content purposes, I will pay the City of New York to power wash just a section of one of the subways. I just want to see the satisfying goo come off the fucking side. I don't know. It's like a dirty It'd job. It'd be a good TikTok channel. Yeah. Subway cleaners. Wow. Well, you know, maybe I don't feel... I can't really sympathize because I spent my week in sunny San Diego. 
San Diego. Explain. What, what's you were obviously going for Shamu. All right. Well, uh, well so Shamu was a last minute thing. We were like, oh, he. All right. So I have a little one. We t- we took him to the zoo the first day. Uh, he was okay with the zoo, and we're like, all right. Well, we have a free day tomorrow. Why don't we try? Uh, why don't we try SeaWorld? We took him to SeaWorld. He fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor kid though. He's four, and he like we'll go up to an exhibit and he'll look at it for ten seconds. But okay, all done. It's like no, soak it in, baby boy. No, we, soak it we in. We learned we had to move at his pace. So he's like all done. I'm like I didn't want to fucking see the elephants, anyways. Yeah, those, fuck them. Yeah, weak ass <laughs> seals. Do something. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and jump into this first story. Since George is a man of the New York City subway, let me know when you got it pulled up. Yeah, I do. Okay, so this one reads: Man dies after being put in a chokehold by another rider on New York City subway. Officials say the DA is investigating. <laughs> So, all right, let me go ahead and read this. Um, I did not know this happened while I was there, by the way. Yeah, this well, so were we gone the 4th and the 5th? Uh, oh, it happened right before I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I believe it happened... Uh, ooh. The 4th. The, it reads the 4th. Yeah, okay. So, uh, it says, um, Neely died mo- uh, oh, on Monday after yelling at passengers on a New York subway train that he was hungry and thirsty and tired of having nothing. Neely was held in a chokehold by another rider and later died. Uh, Neely died Monday due to compression of neck chokehold, a spokesperson for the New York City Office of the Chief Medical Examiner said. The manner of death was ruled a homicide, but that determination is not a ruling on intent or, or culpability, which is for the criminal justice system to consider, the spokesperson said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, all, I, hey, all I got to say is your jiu-jitsu, uh, your jiu-jitsu must be pretty goddamn good if you're killing people. No. Okay. So this dude was an ex-Marine. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, well then. Oh, it gets juicy. Oh, my then it friend. gets way juicier. Okay, it gets juicy. Oh, so then, then that man was just like longing for deployment again, bro, bro. <laughs> not not only longing for deployment. Okay, so to put one of those New York City fucking crackies in a in a chokehold, you have to be in the mindset of like, I I'm I I'm out to hurt somebody. Okay, and let me tell you something. The New York crackies are not out there to hurt people. No? No. They're actually, like, if you don't look at them, you know, you breathe them by. There's pl- there's homeless people everywhere. Right. They're crackies out in New York, though. Like, like, I will be, and this will preface it, if you want the juicy fucking story, tune into the Sticky Podcast on Wednesday. I'm saving <laughs> the juiciest story for then, but... The crackies out there, yeah, if you don't pay them any mind, it doesn't matter. Now, this dude, he's obviously begging for money. He's saying, you know, the world's against me. This dude puts him in a chokehold. And they said at first, I was reading that it was involuntary manslaughter is what they were, or second degree manslaughter is what they were uh, charging him with. And I'm like, is choking someone to death not murder? I think it depends on intent. I, so I think if well obviously if he's a marine he definitely was all like I'm about to rack one more bro look, scroll down a little bit so you could see uh yeah here's the image of it god damn so this is his this dude's a marine <laughs> yeah don't look like a marine haircut he looks like Matthew McConaughey from yeah. <laughs> you imagine you get on the subway and you're like I like you're on your last legs like I hate life. There's nothing left for me. Matthew McConaughey's like, all right, all right, all right. And just chokes you out and fucking kills you. Yeah. I 
think that man should be charged to the fullest extent for murder. <laughs> you can't just be killing homeless people. This isn't GTA, bro. That's literally a GTA move. Yeah. Put a homeless person in a chokehold. Are, are you kidding me? They also said that that dude uh, was a Michael Jackson yeah. impersonator. Yeah. So I was in the under the impression that... So he just killed Michael Jackson, basically. I was under the impression that Michael Jackson's dance moves can now be classified as giving people PTSD. He fucking hit him with a <laughs> Shimona. And then, and then the got dude, killed. The dude was like, fuck you. Jesus. Oh, so here's a good photo of the crime scene. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so it says two other passengers approached with one seemingly try to mediate. While the other seemed to be helping the man restrain Neely, Vasquez said, adding that he started recording the incident about three or four minutes after the chokehold began. Jesus. So he did. Okay, I understand you hold a chokehold till like they kind of like go, go limp I, a little. Okay, so I, I just recently started training jujitsu and I've been choked a fuck ton in the two times that I've been. Hey, yo. Hey, you know real fast when you're like, oh, I'm going to die. Let me, let me tap. <laughs> They're like, and you know, I, I'm new to it. So like I've had people like, like our boy Nick wrap me up and then i'm like as soon as he wraps me i'm like i already i already know i can't get out of this game game and he's like tap the pressure i love it <laughs> they can't they can't hold the pressure uh so yeah like that's that's crazy it's it's very bizarre my friend it's very bizarre and i wonder now if like this scares more home like here's the thing like homeless people won't be really seeing the news like that no but like do you think the word spreads they're like bro they got neely bro they got neely bro <laughs> bro they choked his ass out bro they, got neely, they bro. squished him like a roach now here's the thing i think uh instead of having like ufc and all that we should have crackheads from different cities fight i think uh yeah why not? Yeah, like, like I, it all came from like a Facebook post. Was like, I bet my crackheads can beat your crackheads. Dude, I think uh, George Carlin has the greatest bit about that in stand-up history. It's it's taken like pedophiles. It's taken uh, murderers. It's taken wife beaters, and it's putting them all in like Wyoming, Colorado, uh, New Mexico, all the square states. And he wants to then just like put all the crazies right by the border of all, like the four of them, right? <laughs> and every hour on the hour, there's gates that open up with like resources and crazies can go mix with other crazies. Um, but you pay-per-view it. And that's like human entertainment. Like, but with prison rules implied, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's no different than modern day prison, except, you know, we're filming it. See, they tried that. But they they had bum fights. Oh, there you're about to say sixty days in. No, that's uh, that's that's, that's like Big place. Brother with the, like an edge. If we're if we're being real, that's Big Brother with an edge. Uh, but like, wouldn't it like? Because I've seen like pictures of like crackheads like with a leash on a crab. Like, how the fuck do you even? How do you even do that? Like, how do you tame a crab to where it's now your pet? You smoke enough spice, you could fucking <laughs> touch the moon, bro. <laughs> There was a fuck. I mean, I don't know if Neely was friends with one of the crackies that I saw rolling up a joint with a loose leaf sheet of paper. Probably one of the funny. <laughs> just standing up, rolling a, just rolling a, probably a spice joint. I, I mean, oh, 
How is New York like? I don't understand how it operates, bro. It doesn't. There's just because there's it's, it's there's too such much emotion. There's such a mix between the highest of highs, amazing skyscrapers, very posh, luxurious living, and then there's rolling a spice joint with a fucking. It's the uh, duality of man. It's the balance. Nah, it's New York for you. <laughs> it's New York. I've never been to. I've never been to the city. I've been to upstate, but I've never been to the city. But you know. One day. One day. I mean, all I got to do is just walk Fremont Street for eight hours, and that's like walking like four blocks. Hey, it makes me realize how tame Fremont Street is. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I've heard, like, if you, like, people can, like, legit get, like, overstimulated and overwhelmed, like, the first time they go to New York. Oh, I felt it. I felt, I never, like, and I mean, I'm calm. I'm, I'm always just pretty much baked, you know? Yeah. At a nice cruising altitude is what I like to call it. And... There was a couple of panic freakout moments, and one of them being like obviously when Cameron got pickpocketed. Yeah, which is awful by Neely's cousin, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no, no, no respect for the dead, George. Uh, God damn. All right, let's go ahead and move on to this next story. Uh, this one, as soon as I saw it, blew my mind. Uh, this one says discarded cigarettes and napkins solve 1991 cold case murder of Washington State 16 year old. The, could you imagine, like, in 91 you do this, and it's like 2023, and you were like, bro, I got the iPhone. Like, I'm going to create a TikTok channel. And then they catch you. That's For something you did, like, almost 30 years ago. How do you feel about these cold cases being opened up? Like, I it always just baffles me that... We're able to? No, I know we're able to. Like, we made it to the moon, brother, man. All right, we're able to do a lot of cool things, allegedly. Um, but that's a fucking 30-year-old case. Don't you think there's a lot of other modern-day murders that we should be checking out? I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, we'll go and Justice, read this. Yeah, go ahead. We'll read this one. It says, Washington State man was convicted last week for the 1991 murder of a 16-year-old girl beaten to death and strangled with her own stockings. After genealogical DNA and dis a discarded cigarette led police to an arrest in the long unsolved case. A King County jury deliberated for a day and a half before finding 59-year-old... He's almost 60. Wow. D homie has a pension now. Wow. Uh, it, uh, so they, they deliberated for a day and a half before finding 59-year-old Patrick Nicholas guilty of first-degree felony murder with a sexual motivation in the death of Sarah Yarborough, a federal way high school... Honors student who disappeared after an event with her drill team on December 14th, 1991, according to the Seattle Times. Wow. 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 Uh, so there's a little more. It says, during his two and a half week trial, Nicholas's attorney, David Montez, argued that his client did not match the description of Yarborough's assailant given to the police at the time, specifically that he did not possess the acne or acne scars described by two witnesses. Okay. Bro, like the amount of facial, like, like, restoration stuff we have now like you can get rid of anything no doubt i mean have you not heard of proactive D D proactive was like oh eight dude like he killed that girl and later he was like oh man if i just had this in 91 i probably wouldn't have like done this jesus oh that's an ugly joke <laughs> is, is that, that him he, uh, this is him uh so the witnesses then 12 and 13 year old boys discovered yarborough's body around 9 30 a.m two days after her disappearance when they took a shortcut through bushes outside the school shortly after they saw a man emerge from those bushes. Bro, like what? It's like, 
Y'all want to see a body? Hey, what y'all doing here? Where the fuck did you come from, dude? Just <laughs> Yo, I just popped up here because this is a video game, and I can't believe it's real. <laughs> y'all ever hear the Matrix? And they're like, what? And he's like, you will. Give it like eight years. <laughs> uh, so those witnesses, along with a jogger who was nearby at the time of the murder, were able to help investigators create a composite sketch of the teen's killer, according to King 5. The jogger had noticed a man kneeling over the girl's unmoving body earlier that morning, according to court documents reviewed by ABC News, but thought they were a couple making out. Ayo. Uh, although the sketch led to f more than 4,000 tips, none of them yielded any leads. I mean, I would love to see the sketch. <laughs> it's just a stuff. Uh, I, I wonder if they have it. Uh, so Montez also argued that King County Sheriff's detectives, desperate to solve the three decades old cold case, rushed to an untrained genetic genealogist who offered up their potential suspects before identifying Nicholas. Dang, so he's trying to say they, uh, they went to like Fiverr. Yeah. And found somebody to run the DNA. Yes. I've played Clue four or five times. I'm <laughs> I'm really good I'm at ready. The Sims on PC. I'm ready for this. Uh, but in her closing arguments last week, Senior Deputy Prosecutor Mary Barbosa de detailed how DNA in semen stains left on Yarborough's clothing and skin left under her fingernails matched DNA retrieved by detectives from two cigarette butts and a discarded napkin Nicholas left behind outside a strip mall in Kent, according to, according to People. What did we learn from this? Don't leave your stuff. C carry all your trash with you and then burn it. Especially if you've killed somebody. Like, yeah. He let his guard down, bro. For real, he did. Uh, so earlier, genetic genealogists hired by the King County Sheriff's Department were able to zero in on two potential suspects in 2019. Uh, a pair of brothers who lived near the site of the murder. One brother was quickly ruled out because of a prior rape conviction. His DNA was in the National CODIS database and wasn't a match according to the ABC News. Damn, dude, they got a whole database? Of semen? <laughs> They got a fucking cum database. <laughs> <laughs> After confirming the DNA match using the discarded cigarettes, Nicholas was arrested at a bar in Kent in October of 2019, according to King 5. Oh, so he was arrested, like, years ago. Like, pre-COVID, wow. dude. Dude, whoa. That's uh, uh Yeah, that's... that's Talk about statute of limitations. I mean, that... Here's the thing, because it's kind of unraveled as we've discussed it. It is important to find these people because if you've killed once there's probably like an urge in you to want to kill again so you could probably lead or link other murders um but man you a person could have changed too i mean we've seen both sides we have and it's it's tough to choose like where i decide to live because you've never met them it's definitely like a, if i met that guy and he was like super wholesome, worked for 30 years. I ask him like, hey, man, how did you work for 30 years? What, 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 uh, what stocks are you investing in when you retire? Stuff like that. And I would uh, probably ask him now, hey, does your pension carry over to commissary? Like, I would I would assume so. I want to know if you could just get that like deposited. Bro, you'd be the richest person in prison. <laughs> like I got 20 G's coming in this year, fellas, in honey buns. In honey buns. Alone. Alone. Uh, so, uh, according to Como News, Nicholas allegedly approached a young woman in her car in the 1983 incident and threatened to kill her with a knife, forcing her to take off her clothes and walking her toward a river. She jumped into the body of water and was able to swim to safety, according to court documents. But damn, dude. That's... Bro, uh, that's got to be disheartening. Like, as like, like somebody's, like, trying to get their way and they're like, all right, now you're going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stab you and throw you in this lake. And they're just like, fuck you. And they jump in the lake and swim away. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, it's, 
<laughs> I'm not a killer, but yeah. That'd cool. be like my luck. Like I try to like mug somebody like near the ocean and it's Michael Phelps. He just jumps in and takes off at like lightning speed. That would probably be the most terrifying thing in the world because we've all been to the end of like a pier yep. on the Pacific Ocean. Can you imagine being chased down it and then just having to fucking jump off the... Ooh. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't jump off. I would, I would let them run towards me and then be like, you can't catch me, bitch. So they get mad and then just hip toss them over. Oh, you'd let them get in close. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I'd play. use the momentum of them running and just toss them over. I'm like, let's put the weapons down and fight mano y mano. Mano y mano, and they shoot you 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won. Uh, all right, so Lori Yarbrough, the slain teen's mother, said at a press conference after Nicholas's arrest that she still thought about her daughter every day. She loved life. She loved people. She loved to travel. The mother said she had big hopes and big dreams and, and was a great sister and a great daughter. That's, that's still insane, though. Um, oh, so he hasn't even been sentenced yet. His sentencing hearing is scheduled for May 25th. I mean, what did wow. they? Ju- what did they just give him? Like time lived, not time served, because he wasn't just time lived. They- <laughs> Jesus, it's like a GTA. He just imagine if you could do that. You pull out your phone and just punch in the code like GTA Four, and then they're like, "Why do we have you?" I would put him in Colorado if we're gonna go back to my ah, George yes, yes, Carlin yes. crazy reference, and uh, yeah, with all the other murders. Maybe him and Aaron Hernandez, like, team up. <laughs> like. The, ki- the killer the killer couple. All right. Uh, so let's move on to this last story before we, we, uh, we wrap up the episode for today. This one says, Nurse, mother of one, found dead in SUV trunk day after she was kidnapped off street. Patrice Latoya Wilson was kidnapped as she left a nursing shift. Her body was found with bullet wounds in the trunk of an SUV, authorities said. Wilson's mom says her daughter's ex-boyfriend, uh, Jameer Miller, was arrested in connection to the killing. So, wow. Mother. Yeah, so uh, going a little deeper, it says a missing Detroit nurse and mother of one was found shot dead in the trunk of an SUV parked at an apartment complex the day after she was kidnapped off the street. Detroit police wrote in a Saturday tweet that 36... Imagine that, like, now your news is just tweets. Oh, my God. Like, I wonder if, like, that's, like, an avenue for me now. Like, if for some, like, God forbid... Stuff doesn't work out here at the studio. Like, can I just go work for Metro? You probably could. Make funny memes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Make funny memes for their Twitter. And- I do want to work for Metro for the sole purpose of their narcotics division and the way they lay out all the drugs for the nice little photo op. It's a it's a nice follow. You can yeah, see, like, like... Have you also seen the ones where they're like, hey, we got a big drug bust. It was like $30 and like a, a joint. And there's like eight cops just like... Flexed over it. Yeah. <laughs> and they found that and then like an airsoft Glock. Where's my Medal of Honor? <laughs> uh, so they wrote in a tweet that 36-year-old Jameer Miller grabbed Patrice Latoya Wilson off of, off of St. Antone Street uh, at approximately 7.40 a.m. that morning as the nurse attempted to leave work after an overnight shift at Detroit Medical Center. The vehicle in connection with this crime is a black 2020 Lincoln Nautilus. Nice car. Uh, has a license plate number. Police wrote, the suspect is considered armed and dangerous. That's always fun to hear. I guess they, they put this before they caught him. Um, uh, before Wilson was found dead, her mother uh, told the outlet that Miller was her daughter's ex-boyfriend. And uh, she reported on Monday that WXY uh, told WXYZ, which I guess is the 
local news source that Miller had been arrested. Oh, he was like crazy. Uh, so they said the more she pulled away, he was sending flowers. If you go by her house, there are things at her door that she kind of like left there to let him know, I'm not accepting things from you. Wow. Oh, dude, you just have his mugshot right there. He looks like a dude that like goes, hey, where my hug at? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Is it pulled up for, for them to see? Yeah. We're, we're, uh, for everybody asking or curious as to why I'm asking so many questions, we're running a little blind right now. Our studio monitor had an update and like it just... I was like, hi, hey, I'm going to update and not be ready to use. But that dude looks like, hey, what my hug at? <laughs> hey, yo, why don't you love me, shorty? <laughs> Is he the dad? Like, I am a little unclear on this situation. Uh, so he was the one that kidnapped her. Yes. Because she wasn't loving him. <laughs> Flat out. She just wasn't doing it. And he's like. Either you're going to be mine or you're going to be mine. Fresh and fit told me never to take no for an answer. Straight up. Oh, Fucking Jesus. jerk off. This is the scariest part. It is unclear <laughs> how many times Wilson was shot. What? Yeah, no. How do you... Wait. How is that unclear? We just fucking un solved the cold case from 1991... And we don't know how many times this woman was shot. Like a week ago. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, But it says her body was found in the trunk of the vehicle in the town of Novi off Haggerty Road between 9 and 10 mile roads. Uh, I'm assuming it's somewhere near Detroit. Oh, jeez. But uh, the, uh, the, in a statement, they uh, the hospital, I believe that she worked at, said that Wilson was not just a coworker but a loving friend to many at the DMC and announced that grief counseling would be made available to all its employees. Uh, it is with deep sadness that we offer heartfelt condolences to the family, friends, and DMC colleagues of cherished nurse leader Patrice Wilson, as well as Patrice's mother, another dedicated DMC member of the hospital, wrote, Damn. I mean, so what did we learn today? Recap it. Um, so we learned that uh, you will never get away with a crime, ever. Very true. Uh, because they will find you. Even if it's 30 years later, they will find you. Yep. Unless you, like, move to another country, change your name, and, like, delete your fingerprints and, like, get new semen. Which I'm I, not sure how you would do that, but I would like to do an episode on the witness protection program, maybe oh, in the dude, future. Crazy, I, just because I, I know so little about it. It's yeah. just a fantasy world for me. Like I have no we understanding. For of sure, it. should do an episode on that. That'd be really good. Maybe we'll, well, you know, maybe we'll get somebody from witness protection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Charles, maybe Charles of witness protection. Charles, Charles, the dude we found on Craigslist. Oh, yeah, dude. What happened to him? All right. So here's a cold case of our own. Facts. Uh, on the Sticky Podcast, we uh, were, I don't want to say we're in a drought, but we were maybe in like a little bit of a, of a drought for content. So we uh, took to Craigslist and said, hey, who wants to uh, be on our show? You ha And we FaceTimed a bunch of people. It's all, it's all like. Uh, we gotta, I want to watch that video again. Yeah, it's all like. We cataloged it all, so you can see all of it. We have this guy named Charles. He's super cool. He identifies as a homeless sexual, where if you are willing to let him live with you, he'll have sex with you. So all cougs, all BBW fucking Latinas. <laughs> he even told us about how he uh, was perked out, going going down or going you know, going at it with this girl, and uh, how it wasn't really working. How he was he was just kind of. Yeah, how you kind of just get ED when you're on fucking three perk 30s. And you're like, why Why am my dick not walking? It's like, <laughs> you don't bro, even know what your day body of the week shut down. <laughs> like, 
What do you mean? Why is your dick not working? Uh, so yeah, so Travis, our uh, our creative director, our studio head here, uh, sent us. Uh, was it? Did you send it or did Travis send it? Travis sent it. Okay, so like somebody from Charles' family saw the clip that we uploaded from him. This was a year ago, by the way. Up, uh, saw the clip that we uploaded a year ago of Charles and said, "Hey, do you guys have any information? We haven't been able to see him in a year, and he's gone missing." That so that's crazy. Is a cold case, my friends. Yeah, so we we may have to start a bizarre junkies cold case team here, and uh, I guess if anybody has any info on Charles, I don't remember his last name. I just think that maybe when you become a homeless sexual and you broadcast it. And like, so like, think about this. His family hasn't talked to him in forever. And the first thing that they see of him is our podcast. <laughs> and they just Charles see him talking about talking being on Perk 30s and Perk 30s, just fucking just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do hope that Charles is okay and we'll have to keep an, uh, an eye and ear out for him and see if he might just walk into the studio one day. Yeah, I'm going to start picking up uh, loose cigarette butts and. See if I can send those in for DNA testing so I can <laughs> Who is this? hone in on a location of Charles. <laughs> all right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our uh, little true crime stories uh, for the week. These are all like recent, like within the last day or so. Um, I do want to mention that we have a Discord server you can join. It's starting to slowly get popping. You can talk about all sorts of things on there uh, from cryptids to paranormal to true crime. Uh, there's tons of people in there that want to meet you. That sounded creepy. <laughs> they all want to meet you. You they, should join. Make sure. Uh, one of the requirements, I'm not sure if it's still full facial front picture. Or... Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, but a big thing about the Discord is we are starting, we started this two weeks ago, um, and then we took the week off, so it kind of killed the momentum. But we're starting back up again this week where we are doing our Bizarre Junkies live stream where myself and our associate producer, Lana, are joined by George, and we watch creepy TikTok videos that are uh, audience submitted. And at the end of each episode, we pick a winner, and we send that winner some free merch. So you can submit your things through the Discord server. There's a thing. Uh, there's a channel called Thursday Livestream uh, Submissions. And so, yeah, we invite you to join us on that. It'll be live on YouTube, at least for this week, on Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be going live for probably about two hours. We're gonna. We, I have a ton of videos backlogged. Um, I know Lana's been picking them, and I know. Uh, yeah, I feel like we should call him a producer at this point. But Franny, yeah, has a has a bunch of them as well. He's a mod. He's he, but he like contributes though. Mods just kind of say hello to twenty thousand people. Yeah, in a live stream, and Bus make brisket. Busy job. <laughs> but so we have merch for sale, like this hat right here. Super cool. You can wear one of your own. We have stickers for sale. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have everything you could want and or need. Ah, maybe not that. We have a lot, though. And it greatly helps the show. It helps support us and allows us to keep creating content. And uh, we've been going viral on TikTok. We just went viral again last week. So I invite you to join the fun that we are having on TikTok. Instagram, you can find us there. Twitter as well. And until next time, everybody, stay bizarre. Stay bizarre.